Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus the Christ is alive. He's the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Welcome to Wonder in Reality. Lord, we give You this time and we are so grateful. Thank You for saving us, for dying for us. Holy Spirit, we welcome You. We acknowledge that You are God and we we give You this time. Lord, I believe with those listening that You will reveal Your glory to them and I believe with them for their practical needs, whether it's um, physical, emotional, financial, um, ministry needs, I believe with them. Give them the daily bread, their daily bread today. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. The chief end of man is to know God, and man was born to fellowship with Him. Man was born, every man and every woman was born to fellowship with Jesus Christ forever. That's, if you only listen to one thing, you can stop this podcast right now. That's, okay, that is the, the very essence of a human being and what and why a human being is on the earth, really. And I may have never said it that way. Let me repeat this. Every person was born to fellowship with Jesus Christ. This is, this is truly beyond words. Um, that's the only thing that a person ever needs to know to fully know God, to make it to heaven. Um, it's the most... It is the greatest offer made to, human, to, to the human race. It's beyond words because He Himself, the Lord God Almighty, He's the most wonderful, most beautiful person in the universe. To think that God Almighty would offer Himself for just one second to a person, that would be the greatest offer ever made to them. Ever. Nothing else would even come close. And in fact, outside of Him, nothing else matters or, or exists. Everything, anything outside of Jesus Christ, outside of the only true God, <laughs> has no meaning and will pass away. And yet, God Almighty offers Himself for eternity to every person. This specific truth and topic is not spoken about or taught about much. If, you have, if you've been a Christian for a long time or a short time, you'll notice it's not, um, it is not a popular... That it's not taught about a lot. In fact, many believers do not even really know that, that they were born to fellowship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. Unbelievers, probably, it's safe to say, most do not know, uh, maybe, well, they cannot understand the things of God at all. 
And so we could almost say that no unbelievers know this truth. Okay? And what I just said in the last minute is a true tragedy. Um, that's why I'm, I'm doing this series that's a sub-series generally titled Man Was Born to Fellowship with God just to continue to proclaim this and everything about the Lord God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. That overall series is called that, the glory of the Lord. What's the? How does someone get this? Someone may say, okay, how does someone experience this and Him, experience Him, the Lord Jesus, in this way? It's very simple. You shall seek Me, you shall find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. Boom, that, that's the answer. I don't even need to say anything else. It's, it's a relationship. It's so glorious. It's, it's, it's the greatest and only offer made to mankind. And yesterday, I presented you know, Jesus' words in Matthew 6.6 6 about pray, go into your room, into your closet, shut the door in that private place. Pray to your Father who dwells in the secret place and He will reward you in the open. This is, I mean, it's just so awesome. In case someone, someone who listens to this podcast may say, well, you're saying the same things. Well, I'm trying, actually, I'm, this is the only thing we need to know. If you sum it up in one word, Jesus. Amen. This is the only thing we need to know is, is Jesus and how glorious and wonderful He is. His presence, His glory beyond words. Um, when someone meets Him, they have everything they were created for. And they find everything that they could ever want, need, desire, long for, hope for. So I don't need to say anything new. Although I am trying to say new things in new ways, in different ways, and present aspects of the glorious gospel. And in this message, I'm going to try to do that. A theme in yesterday and today's message is based on Jesus' words. He will reward you. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But, but remember... If someone just listened to the first minute, again, I've said this before, in 10 seconds I can, get, I can tell someone everything they need to know and they don't need anything else. Um, in fact, it would be better for them to hear that 10 seconds and say, oh, wow. Okay, the answer is go directly to God Almighty. Seek Him till you find Him. Someone will find the Lord Jesus and they will find eternal life, boom, that's all they need. They don't, and actually, they do not need any other teachings from people. They don't, now we need, let me say, yes, we need to be in fellowship with believers. Yes, we need to be in the Bible, in the Word of God, absolutely. All these things are so important. 
but the very first thing and only thing is that relationship and everything follows from that and if someone doesn't have that specific relationship in their again private personal secret them and God them and Jesus if they don't have that none of the other things matter or will work okay in case someone accuses me and says oh well we have to go to church we you have to be in the bible of course the bible is god's holy word amen we revere it we you know jesus words are spirit life everything but someone um here's proof of what i'm saying to be saved it's a face-to-face encounter with jesus a personal, private, secret relationship with Him. Someone does not have to have a Bible to have that. Someone who... the Many, many, many people live their whole life. They never own a Bible. They never... I'm talking about in all of human history. Tens of thousands of people, perhaps even millions, never have a Bible, never see a Bible, never read a Bible, never hear anything from the Bible, but they have the privilege of choosing God and going directly to Him and receiving eternal life and living forever in glory. And if they choose self, they end up in hell. It's the same for all that. There's two categories really of people in all of history. People who hear the Gospel and about Jesus Christ and those who don't ever hear it. Isn't that wonderful though? This is a positive thing. How wonderful God has made... He's a, he has offered Himself fully to every individual person their entire life, all the time, their entire life for all of eternity. Amen. That's... Okay, now let me give a... a the others, well, and and please bear with me. I'm going to get to the rewards theme in a sec in a minute, but I want to first say the the reality and the tragedy that even though God has offered Himself like that, we see in all of human history and as revealed in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, generally man chooses self and misses out on what they were created for. Misses out on the glorious Lord Jesus, the only true God, and living forever in His glory. They missed... Can you imagine that they missed that? It's like... And there's something even worse. I don't want to get into it. But from Genesis to Revelation, as I mentioned the other day, our ministry is working on a publication called God's Love, Man's Response. And it's this pervasive theme. The same thing. Humans choose self. And that's putting it mildly. We see it today. Today, in 2021, we see it in, the, in our little circles of people that we know, okay? And in, it's just 
what's the word rampant pervasive just we should just realize it like Jesus even said it what a tragedy how can this be how can it be that we we ourselves we can start with that we ourselves have generally, have, of course, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But okay, why do I say this? Well, if it's in the Bible, of course it's eternally important. If Jesus said it, it's eternally important. It's beyond our comprehension. It's, it's significant beyond our comprehension or ability to comprehend it. Let me repeat his words. Jesus said, "Strive to enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. But how narrow is the gate, and constricted is the way that leads to life, and there are few who find it." And that sums up what I'm generally just. Given, I want to give a quick overview of it. We've already pinpointed like ten or twelve specific, major, you know, stories and events and so forth that prove this. You know, there's like five or six I mentioned the other day in the book of Genesis. Five or six. Okay, but let's let's bring this even to so you know, Adam. Okay. Adam and Eve's, Eve's first child, Cain, killed his brother. Sodom and Gomorrah, a city of great wickedness, that one just terrible, just uh, you almost don't even want to say what what is revealed in the Bible that they wanted to do, okay, and that they were doing, okay. Yet God said, "If I find just ten righteous people, I'll save them." Noah and the flood. Everyone on the earth except Noah's family had corrupted themselves to, again, I don't e- almost don't even want to repeat it. God had to destroy. He was grieved in His heart. He had made man. Sorry He had made man. It says that twice, that He was sorry. Grieved in His heart. Okay, then... Praise the Lord that the patriarchs of the faith, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, so wonderful. You know, let me, I do want to try to be positive. But then you look at Jacob, uh, Joseph, okay, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Joseph, the fourth in the line of the patriarchs. Look what happened to him. Hated by his brothers, sold into slavery, put into a pit, you know, uh, they took his coat that his father had given him and they covered it with blood and showed it to his father to, and his father thought that he had died. This is a patriarch of the faith. And it's all, everything in Joseph's life reveals Jesus Christ. There's as many as like 18, 17, 18, 19 really, really major truths actually that everything about like Jesus, uh, Joseph into a pit, that's Jesus dying and being in the grave, going down into the underworlds. Um, Many like that. Okay, so it's, okay, 
then, of course, let's go to Jesus Christ's life when we know what happened with Him. I mean, the, the beloved, God's beloved Son, this wonderful Savior, and we know, you know, of course we know central, the central thing in our entire faith is Jesus dying for us and shedding His blood. Amen. Let's also look at His life, though. The people... Yes, people followed him, you know, multitudes, thousands upon thousands followed him. They knew, I mean, they saw the miracles, they, okay, but in, but really most people did not believe that he was the Messiah, that he was the Christ. In fact, Jesus specifically asked his disciples, he said, who do they say I am? And they said, well, some say, uh, this is a paraphrase, but people had all these, they thought that he was Elijah or one of the prophets and so forth. They didn't think he was the Messiah. I mean, like, does that remind you of something today? Many, many people, well, let's come, oh, well, oh, I don't, almost don't even want to mention the next thing. This is something new that I've learned in the last year or so. In Revelation chapter 17, Miss Babylon, this city, the mother of harlots, I'm looking at Revelation 17. It says, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Do you realize... Now, now let me first say, give a disclaimer on this. You know, what I'm saying may sound controversial. Really, it's... It's just these are things in the Bible. You know, how can it be controversial if it's all right there in the Bible? Um, so I'm just restating things. Um, and 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 let me first say what I'm about to say is really, again, tragic. It it can be depressing. It could be people could say that oh you know that I'm being negative. I want, okay. But what I'm about to say is right in line with this overall theme. Okay. And it confirms what Jesus said about enter by the narrow gate. It confirms also it's the same thing as what happened in His life. As a man. Okay, so we probably shouldn't... It is... <laughs> I'm kind of giving a, a build-up to this. But... On the one hand, yes, it's surprising and tragic. And, and But on the other hand, it should not really surprise us. Because it's just like all the other events and stories that I'm presenting about mankind. Babylon is the false church. Okay? I'm not judging and I'm not... Please know that I'm not... Um, you know, I, I want to really, really emphasize and I've been emphasizing really strongly for the last month or two 
God is a God of mercy and love and He's gracious and giving, so wonderful. He's revealed Himself through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, so same thing. Merciful, loving, gracious, giving, so wonderful, so awesome. How can it be that these things have taken, that man rejects Him and chooses self? Even the false church. If you read Revelation 17, it is these strong words about, I mean, I saw the, this is verse 6, I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Um, the beast that you, this is verse 8, the beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and, and yet is. Okay, there's a lot here that is being, you know, really, really deep things. Um, but this Babylon the, is, is the false church to think that they would martyr people who stood up for the truth and, and Martin Luther is one of the most famous, right? Who he risked his life. They could have killed him. They could have people that did what he did before he before him were martyred. I mean what what are human beings thinking? What are we you know then let's go to also even in the millennium, people still don't repent. Many people. Yes, there's glorious, the millennium is this glorious time of Jesus reigning on the earth, the glory of the Lord on the earth. And there's many, many saints in, who serve Him and it's so awesome. But many people don't repent. Still don't repent. And then even at the very end, I just, again, I've, I, I think I've said this once in this podcast, but I heard a great teacher reveal that the enemy is released at the end of the millennium. Remember, he's bound for a thousand years, put into the bottomless pit, but he's released. And this great teacher said, well, someone may ask, well, why is he released? And, and this teacher's inter- re- reason is, is that the enemy... Um, it says that, let me state what Revelation says, He's released to deceive the nations. Um, this is Revelation 28. I wanted to read it specifically. Chapter 20, verse 8. Um, starting with verse 7. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison. That's one of the translations. Um, let me go back. Will be released from his prison. And will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is this, the sand of the sea. And so this teacher says that that's to, to show the world that they still will not repent. You know, even after all of this, after all of God's love and God's, even after the millennium and Jesus reigning on the earth and the glory of the Lord, the people still won't repent. Okay, so here's the conclusion. What Jesus said is actually true, right? It's we see it practically in in all of in in the whole Bible, pretty 
in all of human history. We see it today. We see it in the last 2,000 years today and even in the millennium. It's just, okay, why do I say this? Many, many reasons. But let's look at these two diametrically. To think that God Almighty, His Son Jesus, the Holy Spirit, offer Himself and offer to fellowship with someone this wonderful, the, 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 the only true God, His beloved Son, the wonderful Savior of the world, the Holy Spirit, offer Himself in that way, and yet men, look what man's response is. It's almost just, it's really, really challenging to understand. Now, let me say something else kind of related to this. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I was in another country and and what I saw there is just so challenging and, and difficult and just so many... Uh, it's very, very difficult being... I don't want to get into the details, but, but difficult just being there for an American, but also many people there who are really in great need and suffering and, and have nothing and just... You know, it's very hard. Um, they say that when people go on missions trips, there's like a four-stage process that they go through. This is not exactly right, but they, they first there's denial of what they are seeing. It's like when someone goes to a third-world country, there's denial. They don't want to even accept the fact of the suffering that they see. Okay? They... Then they accept it. Then they, um, I don't know the four stages, but it basically comes to a resolution where they've, they've accepted it. They realize how difficult it is. And then they are um, assimilating that into their life experience. Okay, I, did, I didn't give a great summary, but my point is, my overall point is we know there's tremendous suffering on the earth. Okay, we know that Jesus has revealed generally two groups of people. There's the haves, the have-nots. The haves are you know, doing well. They're in the first world. and Tragically, they often do not receive the gospel. But those who are suffering are very f- fortunate. They're more likely to make it to heaven. So that at least, that's a, that's a very strong theme in the Bible. That should give us some hope. You know, that, that you know, God is so wonderful, He's chosen those people who are suffering and in the have-nots. And, you know, He is... Um, glory to God. Okay, now, let me finish with... I know that I'm... I'm shifting from that to how wonderful the Gospel is. How wonderful and beyond words specifically reward okay again based on what Jesus said your father will reward you we as humans are probably programmed for well I don't for rewards if you know if you really get down to it um, we human beings almost have to do that don't we 
you know, to, um, we all want the good things and we want to enjoy and we want, and probably the evidence of that, the proof of that is that in, if you really look at Jesus' teachings and at the Bible, Jesus offers more than, He offers rewards. In fact, it's the rewards that every person wants, needs, desires, longs for, hopes for, dreams of. Everything that a human being could ever dream of, Jesus offers. And in His teachings, we see that. And here's, uh, again, I, <laughs> I know that I'm really kind of giving overviews. But from Jesus' first teaching, which we call the Beatitudes, His first main teaching, all the way to one of His, at least it's in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, is one of His, let's say, latter main teachings. It's the promises to the overcomers. Every individual promise in those and everything that He offers in all of His words priceless, beyond comprehension, beyond what we... Just incredible. The first one is... is the It's just beyond comprehension. It's for all of eternity. Someone will be in awe of that. The, the very first promise that Jesus offers... Actually, the very, very first thing He said was, the kingdom is here. It's at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. The kingdom is here. Okay, then the next, if you, you could arguably say the very first thing that he taught in the Beatitudes, that he taught was the first sentence of the Beatitudes Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's what he, that, that right there. If, if, that's all Jesus, if someone just saw that one thing, for all of eternity that anyone who makes it to heaven will be in awe of what what Jesus has offered there what Jesus has presented what God really has offered Jesus presented it and revealed it right there incredible the kingdom of heaven heaven and all the things related to heaven um The prom- I'm going to put in the notes the promises to the overcomers. So I, I'm not. I don't want to spend. I'm, I want to wrap this up. I want to really maximize this time. Truly, truly, beyond words. The greatest thing. God offers Himself and His glory and His majesty. Literally Himself. Jesus Christ is the Lord God Almighty. He, the Holy Spirit, the Lord God Almighty. And He's offered Himself fully to every person on the earth. I mean, and let me add this. This, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that, 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 that truth that man was born to fellowship with God, it's just not 
taught about much. It's not talked about much. It's, it's a, um, which is surprising. And here's the best way, here's the point that I want to make. <clears throat> How can it be that this most wonderful, perhaps the, well, remember everything in our most holy faith when we meet the Holy Spirit becomes wonderful and glorious and so awesome and just full of wonder and, and, and it's just so glorious. Why? Because He, so glorious, so wonderful. And one of the greatest truths is that man was born to fellowship with God. How can it be that that's not taught about much or spoken about much or presented? Okay, and here's my conclusion, a conclusion. It's in that same um, truth as others. And, okay, remember that all truth is parallel in our most holy faith. What um, all truth is parallel. That's a whole nother topic, but it's quite fascinating. And here's an example. Jesus spoke about the few three times. We know that he said, few get saved, the laborers into the harvest are few, and he said, many are called, few are chosen. If, he'd say, if he said something just once, it's eternally important. If he, if there's three, you know, if he mentioned the few three times, well, that's incredibly, there's eternal revelation there. And so here's another example of that. It, again, that the, all truth is parallel. Okay, that's a good example of it, of that statement. Um, but the fact that if you look at all the messages in I mean, this is a pretty large statement, but if you look at all the Christian and Catholic messages and all of human history, few of them are about how man was born to fellowship with God and how the, the, glory, how the glory of the Lord is so wonderful and, and magnificent. And that's the answer. That's how we know Him and walk with Him. Amen. That's the... That's the key. Well, wait, if it's the key and it's so important, most of the messages should be about that. And yet very few are. And that's, okay, so that, I just want to finish with that. That's why I'm continuing this series. I, I don't mind if someone says, oh, well, this person is saying the same things. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's got this series called The Glory of the Lord. It's been going on for some time. Well, why doesn't he do something new? Well, that's the only thing we need. For all of eternity, the glory of the Lord will be, well, we will be in awe of him and his glory for all of eternity. I could do this message for a million years. And so that's, that's why, you know, it, it's, it's so frustrating to me. I appreciate you listening, continuing to listen if you're listening. But, you know, people, we are all so foolish. I mean, I've had people tell me, oh, Jim, you're bored. Uh, you're going to, you know, I've had people say worse things than that. These are like 
one person who said that was like a stranger. I didn't even know. Why are they judging me? You know, one person was a, was a friend of mine, a Christian, said that to me. You're bored. No, I'm not bored. This is the most wonderful existence possible is walking with Jesus Christ. And it's, and I'm just, it's disappointing. Forget those specific things that I just said. It's just so disappointing that we as humans are just totally miss it in every which way. It's like, so let's get in that. Let's just seek the Lord the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, let's walk with Him. Well, how glorious and wonderful. There's unlimited potential, unlimited possibilities, so wonderful. These rewards that I'm mentioning, I could do a series about that that would last forever. Just the rewards, it's just so awesome to think that Jesus, you know, we should... Some might say, oh, well, that's wrong to focus on the rewards. Well, if Jesus spoke about them, let's focus on them. Um, I mean, this is just so awesome. The rewards that He offers, that's the byproduct of knowing Jesus Christ. Of, you know, that's a, these are all byproducts. It's all part of eternal life. Let's, let's accept the rewards. Let's receive them and believe them and receive them. Amen. I believe it. I, let, let's say, you know, we could even say, we should say, I'm an overcomer. Amen. Jesus has set me free. Amen. Um, remember that Jesus presented more than 300 promises in the Gospel. There's more than 7,000 in the Bible. <clears throat> Glory to God forever. Thanks for listening. Email us at hello at wonderreality.org. Please do visit our platforms. We need your, your prayers, your partnership. We need your financial support. We need it to get more websites created, um, to publish more books. These are, you know, um, Jesus said, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men shall give into your bosom. There's an example right there of the rewards and how giving God is that so much in that there's seven actually results when someone gives good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men give into your bosom I think it's seven I'm not I know it's at least but let's let's let Jesus words stand okay give it will be given to you that's two, I think. Good measure. That's the third one. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. It might be that that last into your being, it's like you give with your hand and you'll have so much coming back that you have to carry it in your arms on your chest. That's what Jesus is saying. So I think that last phrase... Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom? That's two, I think. So I think it's seven specifically. Seven is that number of completion and perfection. But let's... Part of this is what does someone believe for and receive? That's a secret of the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. 
you know, we as humans could be, could not give, right? We could just not give. Well, that's our choice, so we don't get anything back. Or someone could give and not really realize that God wants to give back to them sevenfold. But Jesus said it, so let's believe it and receive it. Amen. That every word of Jesus is eternally important, has eternal significance. Glory to God. Thanks for listening.